Waka Kotahi, New Zealand Transport Agency's recently released new speed management guide, estimates that about 85% of our roads have limits that are too high. Uh, they're reviewing speed limits across the country with the hope of reducing fatal and serious crashes, which of course is a good thing, but is it at the expense of productivity? Nick Leggett is the Chief Executive of Ia Ara o Aotearoa Transporting New Zealand, uh, who represent the trucking industry, and he's here now. Good evening, Nick. Kia ora, Karen. What exactly is being proposed by Wakakotahi? Well, it's difficult to say specifically, but uh, there's clearly an intent for them to lower speed limits. And we're also seeing it not just on state highways, but you'll see the announcement today around uh, Auckland, and, and I think they're looking at cutting the speeds of about 1,600 roads there as well. Uh, I mean, to me, uh, if you look at the state highways by themselves, I think it's a general concession from the government uh, that they cannot and will not fund the kind of roading network that New Zealanders need and expect or have come to expect. Uh, and, and part of that is because there has been a lack of maintenance and funding over a very long period of time before the, the life of this government. Uh, and then part of it is because I think there is a more of an ideological view that things need to slow down uh, to reduce emissions, which is no bad thing, but uh, also uh, to reduce the loss, loss of life. And of course, the trucking industry uh, is pretty focused on uh, productivity and safety. So we recognise that there are roads that should should have you know should be reduced to have the speed limits reduced. But it's actually more than just about speed. Um, I mean, there's a saying in our industry um, that, that that essentially said that. Says that productivity is about the kilometres travelled in the hour, not the kilometres travelled per hour. Um, and really, what that is about is reliability, uh, because we we know we're in the the places where state highways have had speed limits reduced, like State Highway Six between Nelson and Blenheim, that uh, where uh, a truck used to do three trips, round trips a day to deliver vital freight, they're now only able to do two. And what does that mean? That means an extra truck with extra emissions and extra cost, needs to be put on the road to cope. And that is actually the reality of when you lower speeds for, for, the, for the freight industry. Right. Your members, uh, where do they all come from in the trucking industry, the, the members that you represent? Are they, are they all just drivers? or? Uh, we represent the transport company owners. We do have some owner drivers in our membership as well. And they tend to be at the heavier end of the industry, the, the, the larger trucks. But once again, you know, there are, we, we represent all shapes and sizes in terms of trucking fleets in all parts of the country. You said that the government cannot and will not fund the maintenance. And a lack of money or a lack of will? Well, I think it's a bit of both. But to be perfectly fair to the government, they inherited <clears throat> an underfunded network because the previous government built roads of national significance, which, of course, is very good for, for all of us. And if you look at... This is the, the point about just reducing the speed limits crudely on roads. Actually, we know that the thing that saves lives are better-designed, better-built roads with better-trained drivers. So should we actually raise the bar a bit and, and ensure better training before people get licences? But, you know, we've seen on roads of national significance far fewer serious injuries, far fewer deaths. The government have... Um, the, the maintenance budget over a period of time was, was reduced to put into building new roads instead of actually finding money to build the new roads and keeping the maintenance. So they sweated the asset, as they say, for a longer period. And now the, 
the government are in a position where we're all feeling more potholes, uh, poorer maintenance, um, and you know the, I can tell you the worst thing for emissions is that uneven surface. Uh, that's the thing that, that, that eats into fuel consumption the most, but we're dealing with it everywhere. Trucks are dealing with it everywhere in the country, and it, it also really is poor, is bad for drivers uh, who are spending hours on the road, as truck drivers do. Anyway, they've defunded this, and of course now we're hit by massive inflation. So even though they've increased the budget significantly, which is you know absolutely to their credit, um, it just doesn't buy as much. So that, you know, for instance, the um, amount to uh, the, the the amount to maintain a stretch a kilometre stretch of highway has increased by over thirty percent in the last five years. They haven't increased the maintenance budget by that. So in real terms we're still going backwards. And I think Kiwis are feeling that. It must be a real dilemma, something that keeps you up at night, uh, the question for the future, and for now, not just the future, how do you transport freight? How do you keep productivity going in a climate change emergency? How do you do it? Oh, absolutely. Well, what we've said is that you we have to look at the low-hanging fruit, first of all, and that is it is looking at fuel consumption because as an industry... The, if you think about heavy but, vehicles, but that means we're yeah. sticking with fuel. That means we're sticking well, with fossil fuels. Uh, is well, there well, no well, other... Immediate term, yeah, but I'll tell you why, Karen, because the, there aren't alternatives that exist in the here and now for heavy vehicles, right? There, so we've got some, some trains options. Well, have you seen trains backing up to a farm gate or into the supermarket? Because I certainly haven't. Trains are good for bulk and they're good for distance, but they can't do what the New Zealand freight tasks required. For, it requires of them. For most of the freight that's moved, trains actually can't deliver. We can put more on trains. We can put more on coastal ships. But as the chief executive of Wakakotahi told our conference in Invercargill this week, it's around the margins, and that's the reality. So we have to wait for alternative fuels, EVs or hydrogen, in the medium to long term, and in the initial term, we've still got to be doing things. The, the biodiesel mandate—that's where you you stick some biodiesel into diesel. You get a bit of you get a four or five percent reduction. Fuel efficient driving, um, more efficiency of, of 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 freight movement. That means not reducing speed limits and forcing more trucks onto the road, but actually understanding that you've got to allow trucks to move in, in the most efficient way possible and carry the most freight on those trucks as possible. That's what actually reduces uh, our emissions in the here and now. So it's, it's getting all these things joined up and actually talking to the freight and logistics industries about the things that help them move freight more efficiently, more safely, and, of course, that um, will reduce or minimise emissions in the meantime. Right. When you're talking about, you know, you can't – how do you get up to the farm gate, uh, to the supermarket? Yeah. Well, many of those places are on main roads. And uh, not the farm gate, but supermarkets, definitely. Here's a text for you. Um, maybe – I'll read it out to you and you can answer it. Maybe if the truckers were paying the same road tax they were before John Key's national government reduced it, then the current government could afford to fulfil his whim that's you, of safe roads at 100 plus K. Up until the 80s, there was virtually no trucking between cities. It was achieved how? By rail. A single truck degrades the road by as many as 50 cars. So, of course, rail did carry more, but it was protected by government legislation. So when that was deregulated, the market chose the fastest, most efficient and cost-effective way, which was trucks. And the point is, do you want the government to 
fund, it, it, of course it subsidises rail now, but do you want it to, to, to subsidise it more and have a less efficient freight task, or do you want to allow people to pick what, what works best for them? If you think about the, the, the last mile of delivery, it will always be a truck, it will never be a train. And if you think about the, dem- the consumer demand that we're seeing with people ordering online, uh, ordering even things like groceries online, it's always going to be a truck. So our our consumer ten- consumer tendencies are driving uh, you know the use of the truck. But what we do have to do and we have to think about is the, that that sort of the movement of bulk freight. In terms of those road user charges, there are about eighty five categories of them. I can tell you that heavy trucks overwhelmingly pay more than they consume. Roads are built and engineered to a level to carry trucks. All road users benefit from that, but it's the trucking industry that pays for it. So I'm, I'm pretty comfortable in defending um, the fact that, that we pay as an industry more than our fair share and that everybody gets the benefit of that. But what we actually have to do is, is make a, a case for better infrastructure, infrastructure that's you know, catering for the growth that we need to get out of these inflationary pressures that we have on us. And we have to actually make, think about a 50 or 100 year build. And it's not just roads, it's, it's obviously investing in rail, it's investing in, in, in better infrastructure for shipping, it's investing in a whole lot of infrastructure that supports New Zealanders and, and our way of life and, and the fact that we want to live in a prosperous country where people can be educated and we've got the money to fulfil the, the, the great social services that we've, that we've had. Um, That's true. We, we want everything, but we also want to still be alive as, as a species. Uh, that's probably the most imperative thing, isn't it? So that, that's where the answer has to be found. You know, it lies somewhere in there. Um, I just want to read this quickly, just one other text from you. I live uh, between Otaki and Levin. The speed limit is 80 k's per hour. Truck drivers regularly travel over that speed and tailgate vehicles, which do. Uh, in addition, uh, sorry, there's so many texts have just come in and it just all just um, rolled over at the same time when I was reading it out. Um, sorry. Uh, the, uh, in addition, they don't slow down for roadworks with a posted limit of 50 and 30 k's per hour. Um, Nick paints a rosy picture but doesn't tell the full story. Overloaded trucks travelling so fast are ruining the roads. The same, that was the, the, a similar theme to what we heard before. So having a crack at truck drivers, but um, you're here to defend them. It's all anecdotal, isn't it? Yes, I mean, it is. Yeah. Of, of, of course, of course, there are not every trucking company follows the rules all of the time, um, but I think what I would say is that, that most do, and they carry. You know, trucks carry ninety three percent of our freight, and what we have to do is keep our economy to a level where we can invest in the new technologies that are going to decarbonise the industry, not just the trucking industry, but actually every part of our economy that that must lower and eliminate its emissions. And the best thing we can do to do that is to let these industries do what they do well, give them the infrastructure to perform well. And, you know, if we are, if we do care about um, sustaining our species, we've got to actually have an economy that can pay for that. And I could tell you that running down roads, not only, uh, you know, road and quality not only puts lives at risk, but it actually increases emissions because it, it forces vehicles uh, to be to have worse fuel consumption, and um, and, and that's, that's bad for our environment as well. Nick, thank you. Thanks for joining us. A lot more to be had, said on, on this discussion, but thanks for, for getting the ball rolling on that thanks, one. Karen. That's Nick Leggett, Chief Executive of Ia Ara Aotearoa Transporting New Zealand. And oh, this is a good text here. If we reduced our truck weights down to what the USA has, then we'd have less damage in current dollars 
would go further with maintenance. I'd be interested to know what uh, those weights were. Should have really put that to Nick, but he's gone now.